Welcome to the latest podcast from Greyfriars Church in Reading. Our vision is to see Reading transformed by the love and power of Jesus. You can find out more on our website, greyfriars.org.uk. Enjoy. Good morning, everyone. Morning. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Dan. I'm the youth worker here at Greyfriars. And this morning, um, we're going to be thinking, continuing to think about worship. So we thought about worship in so many different contexts. And this morning, uh, we get to do the bit that we've all kind of, the, the instinctive bit that comes to mind when we think of worship, which is music. Because um, we thought about worship in lots of different contexts. But this morning, we're thinking about what it actually means to sing songs to God. Um, but just as we begin... Uh, we're going to play a little game. Um, because I'm a youth worker, I like to play little games. And some of the youth played this on Thursday evening, so don't give away all the answers if you remember them. Um, but we're going to play a little game called Worship Song or Love Song. Okay? So all you need to do is put your hands up. We're going to put some lyrics on the screen. Um, and you just need to decide, is this lyric from a worship song or is it from a secular love song? Okay? Uh, so... Um, Melissa, let's have the first one. It says, you're my end and my beginning, even when I lose, I'm winning. You're my end and my beginning, even when I lose, I'm winning. Okay, so uh, you've had a quick think. Uh, Put your hands up if you think that's a worship song. There's a few going up. The longer you leave it, the more hands go up. Okay, put your hands up if you think that's a love song. There we go. Uh, Melissa, what's the answer? It is indeed a love song. Does anyone know what it is? Want to shout out? All of Me, yes, by John Legend. I have no idea what that song is. Um, (laughs) uh, The next one, here we go. Uh, Like a sloppy wet kiss and my heart turns violently inside of my chest. Like a sloppy wet kiss and my heart turns violently inside of my chest. Hands up if you think that's a worship song. (laughs) Hands up if you think that's a love song. Great. Melissa, please reveal that that is a worship song. (laughs) Uh, When we sing it, if we sing it, we often change the sloppy wet kiss to unforeseen, uh, but it was originally written as sloppy wet kiss. Um, So that's uh, how he loves us is is the song you've ever heard that song. Um, And then the third one, the final one, here we go. It says, your fragrance is intoxicating in our secret place. Your fragrance is intoxicating in our secret place. Now, hands up if you think that's a worship song. It's quite split. Hands up if you think that's a love song. Melissa, please disappoint us once again. It's a worship song. (laughs) Isn't it amazing? Uh, It's called Your Love is Extravagant by Casting Crowns. Um, That was just for a bit of fun because I like to play little games and just get us thinking about the songs that we sing and the worship that we bring uh, to Jesus. And so that's what we're thinking about today. Um, We're thinking about what it means to worship God through music, through the songs that we sing, that kind of relationship that worship and music has. And we picked Psalm 95 today. But really, we could have picked any of the Psalms. Uh, Psalms is the longest book in the Bible, and it's right in the middle. It's 150 songs 
to God. Kind of, it's a bit confusing because they're kind of written by God to God. That kind of, it's a bit confusing. But right in the center of the Bible, we've got 150 songs that declare praise to God, that express our deepest longings to him. And to me, that kind of shows that singing is important to him. Our singing is important to God. The way that we sing, the words that we use, the the melodies that we make, they are important to God. And all the way through the Bible, you see songs. Moses sung a song and we got it recorded. Jesus himself sang songs. And, And we also see in Psalm 47, which we nearly picked for this morning, we are commanded to sing in several places. But it says in Psalm 47, sing praises to God, sing praises, sing praises to our King, sing praises. That's four identical commands, if you didn't pick that up, to sing praises to God. And then what we do is we, Jesus taught us to pray, didn't he? He said, let, he said pray like this, let your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, what do you think's happening in heaven? They're singing to Jesus. And what we do is when we sing, we join in with that song. We bring something of heaven to earth. And so we just join in and we, we kind of echo that prayer of letting heaven come to earth when we sing with our hearts, when we have authentic worship. And so it's good to note that all of us have different experiences of worship, though, and of singing and of songs. My, uh, when I was growing up, I, I didn't like music. It's very strange, I know. Um, and I still don't really have much connection with music. But all of us will have different experiences of worship. And so we're just going to, uh, you've just got a chance just for a couple of minutes to chat about worship and your experience. We've got some questions on the screen, just with the people around you. Just share some of your experience. Think about the, the songs that we sing, um, moments that you might have really connected with God through music. Share that testimony with one another. And then also kind of try and answer that question, what kind of worship does God seek from us, especially in that context of singing and, and music. Uh, so you've got a couple of minutes, just turn to the people around you and have a chat through some of those questions.
So you've just got one minute to wrap up your conversations. I'm going to give you an extra minute. Just make sure you get to that last question, just so you think about that. Okay, let's bring our conversations to a close. Oh, that is much easier than youth group. <laughs> um, hopefully you found that helpful just to hear from other people, just to share experience with one another, to start thinking about what it means to worship, the, the kind of musical element of it. And, and we're just going to, we've got kind of three points um, we're just going to work through three things that happen that I think um, that ha there's lots more. Like we could do a whole sermon series, a whole year on what it means to worship through song. Um, but we've kind of got 15 minutes. Um, so we're just going to pick three things that I think happen when we worship, when we sing songs. And, and just because we're thinking about songs, what we're going to do is introduce each one with a song. I'm not going to sing. Don't worry. Don't leave. Um, but uh, Melissa's going to play a little song, just with a little clip, like, like a little snippet um, that we can hear that introduces our theme. So. Very abrupt ending, isn't it? Um, that sense that forever he is glorified. And I think that's, that's our first point, that actually every time we worship, when we sing songs, when we have authentic worship, it, it glorifies God. It's really simple. It says in Psalm 95 that we read, Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. To glorify just means to praise and honor something or someone to the highest degree. To give, um, to, to like lift it up. And in a sense, you, you, we kind of know what glorify means, but it's hard to really pin it down, isn't it? Um, I like to think of it as drawing attention to. It's what we do when we glorify God, when we sing our praises, is we draw attention to God. We focus the attention on him because as as maybe you don't know, maybe you're a better person than me. Um, but from my experience, I find it quite easy to make worship about me. <laughs> Have you ever thought, oh, did I really enjoy that song? Uh, was that, did I really, like, it just what didn't quite connect for me. Um, it wasn't quite what I was after this morning when we went to worship this morning. Um, you, have you ever asked those questions and got into that mindset of it, of worship being about us? Whereas really... Heartfelt, authentic worship glorifies God, and it's all for him. Let's try and be a church that remembers that no matter what, our worship and our songs are not for us. They aren't to make us feel better. They aren't to lift our spirits in the morning. 
They're just to glorify God, to give him the praise, to give him the honor. They might have an impact on us. That's, that's going to happen. That's something that music does. It, it changes something within us, and we'll look at that in a little bit. But first and foremost, worship glorifies God. And you and I, we are made for worship. We are made to worship. Each one of us has worship at the core of our being. We will worship. Everyone will worship. We'll worship something. Because to worship just means to give ourselves to something. It comes from the, um, it's a bit of a strange word, the like really old word, worthship. So to, to offer something worth, to give something worth, to give something value. And we do that every day in all of our lives. We give things worth by giving ourselves to them. That might be a career or a celebrity or a person or a relationship or, or money or whatever it is. We give ourselves to things. We say, that's worth my time. That's worth my money. That's worth me. And all it is to worship God is to say, God, you're, I think you're worth it. To give our worship is to say, God, you're worth it. And, and to give ourselves to him. And it's also kind of an expression of love. Because for many of you, and for me as well, you can't go through all week singing songs. You would look a bit strange on the bus or on the train or even at home or whatever it is. We can't, we can't just sing our songs all the time, can we? But I like to think about it um, like my marriage with Mel. Like, we do life together. We have a commitment together. We, we go through the tough, and, the tough times and the good times together, and we do all of that. And then sometimes, like on Valentine's Day, when she gets me a card, that is the way round it happened, there's an expression of love. There's that, like, this is how much you mean to me. Um, I paid for dinner, so that's okay, um, out of our joint account. <laughs> um, but there's that sense of, there's an expression of love. And that's what singing these songs is. It's a bit like that Valentine's card. It's like, this is how much you mean to me. We can't spend all week singing like in this close, intimate space. But what we can do is express our love to God because we kind of draw attention to him and bring him glory. So that's the first point. Authentic worship glorifies God. Now to lead us into our second point, we've got our second song. The tech team are doing amazing sprung this on them this morning, so go for it. go. Hopefully this is coming through on the live stream. If you're at home and you can't hear anything, I'm sorry. It's, it's a, it's, they're just singing songs. Um, all the way through this psalm, what you'll see, and we'll read this bit from the here, um, from the next point, which is that authentic worship unites us. It brings us together. It says, come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God, and we are, well, we are are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. There's this sense that worship brings us together. 
where we sing songs together, we become one voice united together around worshipping the same God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's one of the most powerful things about worship and about singing, is the fact that we are united together. But also, if you look through the history of the church, and if you look through maybe just your own life and your own experience of church, don't you think that what is meant to bring us together is often the thing that divides us the most? Because worship and songs and musical preference and musical style has brought division through the church for many, many, many years. And in our hearts, when I examine my own heart, like, it, it causes division within me as well. And I can see that, that that happens in church, doesn't it? Nod if you agree. I just, I'm not talking to... Yeah, great. You see that that happens. Worship is meant to unite us. But so often... It can divide us because, we, because we're selfish and we want what we want. Um, lots of people are passionate about music, aren't they? Lots of people, hit, hit, lift, lift your hand if you really like music, if you're quite passionate about music. There we go. So we, like you, ha- you probably have favorite music, don't you? Yeah, you've got music that you like. And sometimes it doesn't sound like that in church. And sometimes it sounds very different. And that can cause division. And the things that, where we, we sing songs, we're meant to be united together, can, can cause division among us. And I'm sure you have your own preference of music, and I think that's okay when it comes to worship. You've got a music style that you prefer. Um, but when we look at the Bible, what is God's preference for our musical style? The Bible doesn't tell us what type of music God prefers There's a huge list of instruments, there's a huge variety of songs, there's a massive array of music in the Bible, and I think God doesn't mind. He doesn't mind, and if it's for him, then that's great, because he doesn't mind what it sounds like. Um, I'm not a great singer, but God doesn't really mind, and I rejoice in that quietly. (laughs) There's there's this sense that that actually... um, God prefers our hearts to be in the right place, and that's what makes it authentic. That's that's the worship he receives. However, when we think about our music preferences and our worship preferences, the Bible does have something to say about that. What music should we prefer? What should we prefer when we sing? Romans 12 verse 10 says, Be devoted to one another with authentic brotherly affection as members of one family, giving preference to one another. Your preference and my preference in music and in worship should be the person sat next to us. We often think, I prefer this type of music, but we need to say, I prefer that type of person. I'm going to choose them. The preference that we need to make is the person sat on the other side of the room and say, if this helps them worship, then that's great. Because we love one another. God prefers love to division. So let's kind of change our mindset. And instead of thinking about what type of music we prefer, which is a very easy and natural thing to do, let's think about the people. Let's think, I prefer that person. I don't prefer that music. (laughs) Um, So our preference in worship should be the person next to us, should be the other people. Love your neighbor as yourself. 
Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself. When this happens, we're able to truly unite around the same God, around the same God of love, in unity in Christ. There's something special about worshipping with others. Have you ever, hands up if you've been to like a big festival with thousands of people, like a Christian, let's say Christian one, but also, you know, you can go to other ones. <laughs> there's, there's that sense that you're all singing the same song, and in a Christian context, that's amazing because you realize you're part of something bigger. You realize that there's thousands and thousands of people in the same normally big tent that's leaking, singing songs that you are also singing, worshipping the same God. Because on our day-to-day, it can feel quite lonely as Christians. It can feel quite like we're just, it's just us. And then we gather and we realize that we aren't alone. We sing the same songs to the same God and we're united around that. And then you remember that we've got a wider family all around the world singing to the same God. Worship brings us together. It unites us. Authentic worship unites us. And then finally, um, we've got our final point um, and we're going to introduce it with a final song. that song from this morning already we've already done it look at that um there's this sense that what happens during worship is it unlocks our hearts something happens within us yes it's all about God and yes it affects the people around us and connects us to them but also especially sung musical kind of worship it has this ability to do something within us to change our hearts and as we saw in that in the bit that we had read from Psalm 95, um, right at the end, there's this warning about hard hearts. You've got this big call to worship and sing praises. It's, it's great. Like, our God is our king, all of that. And then there's this, this warning at the end. Today, if only you would hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did at Meribah, as you did on the day at Massa, that's too small, as you did that day at Massa in the wilderness. There's this warning to not harden our hearts. And I, like my experience is that as I worship, even just that discipline of worship, when I don't feel like it, God unlocks something. He changes our hearts. And then through that, other things change as well. Because it's easy to come to God with, with a hard heart, isn't it? You might have had a really tough week, a hard week, and you're just like, well, God, I'm just turning up and that's enough. And that's great. It might be that, you know, there's lots on your mind and we're really distracted. Or we're going, just going through the motions. And what happens when we give ourselves in worship with those places where things might not be, we might not be spiritually in the best place or the place that we want to be. As we start to give ourselves to God, it kind of like melts our hearts. He unlocks them in some way. And as we submit and kind of just give ourselves in worship, he just changes something. Worship changes things in us. And then other things change as well. So think about your perspective. As we lift our eyes to God, 
our perspective changes. We start to see things like he does. We start to stop looking down at our, our problems in our life and we start seeing, seeing the answer. We start seeing what God is like and we're reminded of him. He gives us fresh eyes to deal with the things going on in life. Our perspective changes. As we worship, our, our desires change. Our will changes. We become more and more aligned with God. We become more and more like him. There's a lovely phrase that you become what you behold. You become what you behold. And the more we behold God, the more like him we become. The more we behold the person of Jesus, we become more like him. Our wills change. Everything about us becomes more like God as we worship. Our relationships change. As we look up to God, we stop looking at each other and blaming each other for things and getting annoyed with one another. Our perspective on relationships change. We, we look up and we realize that the, the ground at the foot of the cross is flat. and We're all in the same place. We realize just how much we've been forgiven by God. And so we start to forgive those around us. And that transforms our relationships in amazing ways. And then sometimes, as hearts are unlocked and worship is poured out and songs are sung, God does things that we just really don't expect. He does the miraculous healings um, come into play. Something about it unlocks our hearts, but I believe that it unlocks God's heart as well. If we're all sat here or stood here in five minutes, that's how long there is left at, at the most, I promise, singing praises to God, that will touch his heart. It will change us, yes, but I believe it will also impact God. And we'll, we'll see breakthrough, we'll see healing, we'll see his spirit equipping us. We'll, we'll hear from him more clearly. There's a story of Elisha in the Bible, and he, he's about to prophesy, and he says, go and get the harp. I need the music. And then the harp comes in, he starts to play, and then he's able to prophesy. There's something about being in the presence of God with music that makes it easier to hear his voice, that makes it easier to, to just give ourselves. And sometimes he meets us in those moments doing something incredible, something we don't always expect. Maybe we should expect it more. For God to meet us in our sung worship, in our times where we just give ourselves to him. When we encounter Jesus, when we sing our praises, when we give ourselves to him, we glorify God, we unite together, and then stuff happens. Because God, like comes to earth. He comes and joins us. He comes and meets with us and he changes us. More than anything, worship is about giving ourselves to the one who loves us. And we could do a whole sermon series. I could keep talking for hours on this, although I haven't prepped it. We could probably still go. But the best thing I think we can do is just sing. So let's just take a moment of quiet while the band come up. And let's just intentionally give ourselves to God. And acquire, just give ourselves over to God.
Lord, this morning we worship you. We sing your praises. We want to glorify you, lift you up, and give ourselves completely to you. Be high and lifted up in our hearts, in our church, and in our world. We give you all the praise. And so, Lord, come and meet us as we sing. In the name of Jesus. Amen.